0: Who Rules the World, a new podcast by European Union Youth Delegates Lucia and Nadia on SoundCloud and other platforms.
1: I am Lucia and I'm Nadia in Who Rules the World podcast. We will talk about the European Union and United
2: Nations and all the burning world issues that our generation will have to face when our
1: time comes to rule the world. Welcome to Who Rules the World podcast. This episode is about International Women's Day and the Commission on the Status of Women. Today, we're so lucky to have two distinguished guests with us. And the first guest is Secretary General of the European External Action Service, which is the European Union's Diplomatic Service, Ambassador Stefano Sanino. So glad to have you here today. And the second guest is Ambassador Stella Rana Gubatich, who is the Ambassador for Gender and Diversity. Today we will talk about the situation of women in the world. So let's get started. My first question is to Ambassador Zanino. What is your message for the International Women's Day? And why do you personally find gender equality so important to talk about?
0: Well, first of all, thank you very much for uh, inviting us. And um, I think that the uh, simple answer to uh, your question is that uh, this is important uh, um, because of respect and because of dignity. I think that these are two uh, key uh, words if we uh, uh, speak about equality. Um, And unfortunately, uh, um, equality uh, um, is not where it should be. Um, And uh, uh, unfortunately, the concept also of uh, gender equality uh, uh, in these days is uh, uh, being put into question. And uh, uh, we are not seeing what we would like to see uh, in in terms of uh, capacity uh, and uh, um, possibility for women to uh, uh, have their rights respected, and their rights unfortunately continues to be violated in many countries around the world. On the more positive side of the story, it is also re- uh, reassuring to see uh, um, uh, made the work of many uh, women activists uh, and women organizations that are contributing a lot to uh, gender equality, And they are often working with very very few resources, uh, very tight constraints, many times also risking their lives and their security. And that's why it is important in moments like this to uh, uh, mark and to raise awareness about the uh, many roles that uh, women occupy in our society and the different forms of leadership that they can demonstrate.
1: Thank you so much, Ambassador. And and same for you, Ambassador Rana. Why is gender equality so important for you? And, and what are your messages for, for this special day?
3: One of the things that I would like to stress on uh, International Women's Day is actually that, uh, uh, while of course it's true that uh, there are many uh, places around the world where women's rights are being violated uh, in the most uh, severe forms, at the same time, I think on a day like this one, the 8th of March, it's also good to, um, to, to remind ourselves of the fact that uh, women are not only uh, victims of uh, discrimination and violence. Uh, we also, I think on a day like this, need to remind ourselves that women are also essential agents of change and women are extremely important to, to further the change that we want to see. And as uh, the um, uh, Secretary General just described, to, to drive the change towards full uh, equality. So I think that uh, on a day like this, it's also really good to uh, to note all the places and all the occasions that we see where women show resilience, where women show perseverance, and uh, determination uh, to achieve their rights in many places around the world. Uh,
2: so let's also make this link about women's rights globally and the EU action. So what uh, is the European External Action Service doing to promote gender equality, and also what are maybe some of the challenges that you are facing while doing so?
0: The, the promotion of, uh, uh, in the protection of um, equality, of dignity, uh, the promotion of human rights, of democracy, of rule of law are um, uh, core uh, principles and core values of the, uh, um, the European Union, and also um, long-standing um, foreign policy priority for the uh, for the EU. I would say that gender uh, uh, should not be considered as a sort of uh, element that comes at the end of the discussion. Eh, when we have uh, exhausted all the other important issues, and then we add on uh, the uh, also the uh, gender component because this should be part and parcel of what is our daily work, whether we discuss about security or about defence or about trade or about partnership or about food security or climate change, should be able to say uh, include this component as a natural component. We have also some very uh, powerful tools at our disposal. I think that uh, the uh, Gender Action Plan, uh, GAP3, is also a very comprehensive framework. And I want to uh, uh, stress one component of Gap three, which I think it's very important, which is the um, intersectional approach, because there it's where really the gender issue touches also other vulnerabilities, so other components of the uh, um, that are more vo- of our societies that are more vulnerable, and, and hence it's amplifying for. Uh, uh, these persons, the complexity and the difficulties to uh, um, see, their rights uh, recognised. The
3: change that we want to see and the work that we are doing is really driven from the top. I mean, this is a such important objective that we are trying to achieve, uh, and if we don't have leaders and political leaders and, and, and somebody like the Secretary General of the EAS who is taking this forward, uh, it it really is very hard because I think it's also fair to say that we do face resistance on the way right I mean I am ambassador for gender and diversity and uh, I can really uh, share with you that the the visits that I do when I travel abroad the EU is really seen by other uh, uh, by our interlocutors by women's associations by civil society as a beacon of hope, Uh, And it is often mentioned to me that if it weren't for the EU, you know, who is going to push for all these very important principles that we have just touched upon? Uh, It is indeed about non-discrimination. It is about equality. It's very fundamental um, values and rights. I mean, we've had for, for 22 years now an agenda for women, peace and security. And we're still not there. So obviously something is not working and something is missing. And um, I mean, actually studies have, have indicated and on the basis of previous action plans than the one that was just mentioned now, we actually know that one of the, what we call missing pieces is actually gender responsive leadership, which is why we are working very hard on that here internally. And I know it is very dear to your heart (laughs)
0: No, it it, it is true. And in a way, um, uh, uh, we all collectively, we speak about women as agents for change, but we all collectively need to be agents for change.
1: Thank you so much. And really interesting. So it's not only... Uh, the UN Women's Day happening these days, we all know that the UN's Commission on the Status of Women will also take place these days. And what role do you think that the UN's Commission on the Status of Women has uh, in ensuring gender equality globally?
3: I think it's uh, um, not only important to remind uh, that, of course, uh, this uh, UN Commission on the Status of Women has very long roots and traditions, Uh, so uh, even going back to 1945, I think that shows by itself that this is an important body. I think it's uh, this year especially relevant to mention that, of course, the topic is uh, uh, how in this digital age, innovation, but also technological change and education can actually help us achieve gender equality. Uh, uh, and the empowerment of of girls and women. So I think uh, what is important here is that uh, the CSW really is is playing an important role in bringing crucial issues like this one uh, to the political agenda. And actually the CSW is the principal intergovernmental body focusing on the promotion of gender equality and women's rights. So it can actually also help shape international law uh, for that matter and one example thereof is uh, the united nations convention on the elimination of all forms of discrimination of women that was actually drafted in the csw so it's it's a huge uh, gathering with thousands of women and i suppose some men also <laughs> <Hopefully>. <laughs> <laughs> they are our allies but it's um, you know potentially i think a, a great contribution to really furthering the goal of,
0: of gender equality? Stella is right. First of all, I, I, about the, um, um, let's say the the importance of the uh, um, commission to uh, bring political issues on the table. There is also a, an element of um, political awareness uh, that is very, very relevant. Again, I know, for example, the point of the digital uh, uh, education mm-hmm. and the, 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 the link... Um, uh, with women, it's a, it's, it's a very important topic, and we are seeing this, for example, in Afghanistan. Yeah. It's, not, yeah. it's not something which is theoretical, it's very practical, it's very concrete, because we are seeing it uh, as it is, and it can be something that can help, in a way, uh, processes, uh, if it's complementary, if it can uh, uh, reduce the digital divide, uh, between men and women, but it can also we have to be careful not to I would say to use it as an alternative yeah. to uh, uh, other instruments.
2: So why do you think it is important that we talk about education in the digital age for achieving gender equality and empowerment of women and girls?
3: Yeah, we already I think uh, touched upon this but uh, uh, maybe with a little bit more uh, detail, Clearly, and I think it was also outlined in uh, in some statements made recently by the UN Secretary General, we are really, uh, this, this sort of the time in which we live is marked, is characterized by digital transition. And this is uh, a potential huge game changer uh, in accelerating gender equality, but it is not without risks. Um, digitalization and technological innovation can present opportunities, but they certainly also carry risks uh, for yeah. women and girls.
0: What Sela was saying is uh, extremely uh, relevant because, uh, again, I mean, this can be a factor that can help, or it can be a yeah. factor that can amplify. And uh, um, and this is the I would say so it's a little bit also to us and to the um, uh, if you want to um, our governments, uh, but I would say also to our societies uh, because it's not only a question of um, uh, political uh, um, leaders; it's also about uh, the society as a whole to uh, to have to be fully aware that um, digitalization is bringing home. Everything, including the problems, uh, recalling that this year is the uh, European Year of Skills, and uh, um, uh, we need—I think that it's, uh, it's important to say this—we need to provide women and girls with uh, equitable and, and, and quality uh, digital education, also with skills and training that they need to access the uh, more uh, sophisticated uh, jobs and, and the job market. And it's true that the the, the, the Point of the access to uh, what is called scientific technological uh, education uh, mathematics, it's something that is still uh, uh, very uh, very relevant. And also how to break the stereotype, yeah. which is also another important point for girls in in uh, when they when they are uh, in the primary school about the fact that they can have access to all sorts of uh, education.
2: Uh, now we're. Coming to the end of our discussion, so maybe just to conclude, um, do you have any final reflections as to how we can enhance uh, the inclusivity and also the sustainability of this year's CSW discussions and the outcomes? I'm sure bringing young people to the table is one way to do it, but do you also have any other suggestions?
0: Young people is very important. That's true because I mean they, they, these are the really agents for change. In the sense yeah. that they, they represent the future. You represent the future of uh, what we are going to do. So I mean uh, um, I hope that you will be able to do better than we have done in the past. Oh. <laughs>
3: <laughs> they will be sitting here where we are sitting in a, in a while, and then uh, and then respond to the questions from the the, the next uh, generation of youth delegates. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot to do. I'm. Uh, um, I think, uh, indeed, it's very important to include the younger generation, and especially, of course, if we start to talk about digitalization and education. But I also, I mean, I also think that it might be interesting to look a little bit into the fact that of course it's good to see that the csw gets together in new york every year and it's a big event uh, full of energy and uh, expectations it might also be interesting to um, to consider how or if uh, csw should should also be maybe held in different places sometimes you know and actually I was thinking that maybe this year would have been great to have it in uh, I mean I know that obviously the UN is in New York so so that's there you have it but uh, bringing together so many um, people from different uh, civil society organizations and activists and and you know I think I mean this that signal as such uh, would be very good if it were given maybe once also from a different place in the world. I mean, I can think of many, I won't mention any because it not be appropriate. But I mean, there are so many places where there's so much happening in, in the digital world that, uh, that could, be, uh, could be interesting to consider as a kind of a follow-up. Because of course, it is important that we don't only do it once a year, but that we follow up on what we discuss also this time in, uh, in New York.
0: Taking from where Stella left concerning the follow-up and the implementation, because um, it's—I mean—we have a lot of good things on the table, a lot of very good documents and very good ideas, and I mean, it's—it's always positive to uh, to to try to do more and to broaden the scope of uh, of our action. But I think that it's also very important to um, implement. Uh, things. It's not only about uh, uh, inventing uh, anytime something new, but also uh, creating the conditioned space for uh, these policies to be uh, uh, completely implemented. And there, uh, it's a a challenge for all of us because uh, uh, it's not only the one day or the one week that the uh, the, the meeting in New York takes place, But it's the daily activity, the daily action that we are all uh, performing. And it is the only way to uh, uh, make it possible.
3: I, I keep saying we need to just do it. And with that,
2: I would like to sincerely thank our guests, Ambassador Runner and Ambassador Sunina for joining us on our podcast. And also thank you for all of your work in advancing girls and women's rights, also globally, not just in the EU, and for making EU that beacon of hope that you mentioned before in this area.
0: Thank you very much. Thanks a lot to you.
2: See you in New York. (laughs) (laughs) See you in New York.
3: This was... Who Rules the World podcast by European Union Youth Delegates Lucia and Nadia WRW coming soon with next episode on SoundCloud and other platforms.